And so that placed me at like April of my sophomore year. I had no idea about anything about regarding bees. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna figure this thing out and start a beekeeping club next year. What's up everyone, I'm Cole Charian. And I'm Joey Busey. We're classmates at Malvern Prep and two-fourths of the founding team of the Citizen Speaker Series, a student-created and led program dedicated to celebrating and sharing stories of positive social impact and inspiring the next generation of social entrepreneurs. You're listening to the My Citizen Moment podcast, where we profile members of the greater Malvern community making a change. Our guest on the podcast today is Tommy Bevavino, a member of Malvern Prep's class of 2020 and a current freshman at Dartmouth College. We talk about Tommy's journey starting the Malvern Prep Beekeeping Club and his advice for social entrepreneurs. All right, Tommy, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thanks for coming on. Really excited to share your story. So thanks for yeah, coming how's on. How's it going, guys? Yeah, thank you for having me on. I'm really honored that you guys chose to interview me. Yeah, we're, we're excited. Um, I know when we were talking with Mr. Silp about starting this, you were the first person that he mentioned. So uh, Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. I'm really glad to be here. So oh, cool. for, the, for the people who don't know you, um, could you just intro yourself to our listeners, you know, what you did at Malvern um, outside of the beekeeping club and then where you're at now? Yeah, so hi, I'm Time of Avino. I was a lifer at Malvern Prep, meaning I started in the sixth grade. And uh, I'm currently a freshman at Dartmouth College. Uh, while in high school, I played lacrosse for a few years. I kind of did a bit of everything. Like, I think I got some award for being in like every club. I was part of like uh, the, what cause was I? I was in debate, I was in the environmental club. I was in the photo club. I don't know. I think I was just pretty much in every club that I kind of felt like going to, which was kind of fun. Yeah. And so I kind of like, yeah, I just like really enjoyed getting involved in meeting new people in high school. And so I like, I tied that with, I don't know. I'm just the kind of a guy that gets really into like different hobbies at different type times. Like right now I'm into sewing. And so that's always kind of been a, a thing that I've done. And that was definitely part of me in high school and balancing that with my academics. Yeah. So, uh, now that the audience has gotten to know you a little bit, do you want to tell us about uh, what the beekeeping club is? Yeah. So, um, I think it was late in my sophomore year that I was just, uh, sitting in chapel one day. And so that year I had had the idea to do some independent research. So I thought it'd be maybe a cool idea to maybe do research on bees, but that never really went anywhere. And then I was sitting in chapel one day cause I still had the interest in doing it. Bees like, wow, what if I created a beekeeping club? And so that placed me at like April of my sophomore year. I had no idea about anything about regarding bees. And I was like, okay, I'm going to figure this thing out and start a beekeeping club next year. So I basically began research like around that time. I started reading books, like, I, like the beekeeper stuff, just really basic stuff. And what I started to go to were Chester County Beekeeping Association meetings. And so that's just like a local beekeeping club. And so what would happen is it was like, my junior year, um, I was taking Roper's class. I was like working all the time. And then what I would do, the meetings were on Wednesday nights and they were three hours long. So I would like go rock climbing or something and then show up like covered in chalk from rock climbing to these meetings for the Chester County Beekeeping Association. And I'd be the only one there who wasn't 50 years old and like, in like overalls and stuff. And like, it was almost all just like old dudes talking about bees. And I would sit there for three hours on Wednesday nights, just like listening to them, like talk about bees and beekeeping. 
And I actually learned a lot that way. And then so in my junior year, um, I got B's. I like started to get some people involved in the club, but it was definitely like a much smaller thing because I realized pretty early on that it's kind of hard to get people, especially high school students, to come in and listen to you talk about bees for about an hour during community time when they could be playing on the turf or something. And then, so yeah, in the spring I got bees, I had two hives on campus. And so, yeah, that was really fun. And uh, so I got people out, I brought them out to the hive. It was kind of like a ragtag thing because um, I tried to make it as economical as possible. So I got a bunch of used gear that I fixed up and I built every frame myself, which I would never do now. So I was just like on the back of my truck, like hammering stuff in and like late at night after school in order to build the hives. And I got bees. And so I had two hives that spring. And so I bring guys out and stuff and teach them about it. I had the mentor through the club that would teach us a lot. And then, so yeah, that was a really fun learning experience. That summer we got like a bunch of uh, honey. We got about maybe, we didn't get a ton of honey. We got maybe 10 pounds out of that hive which was really exciting. It was definitely enough to like give around to people and get people really excited about the club. So that was cool. And then uh, going into that fall, Mr. Sillip actually introduced me to uh, Tim Ferris, who is a, a local commercial beekeeper who has like a few hundred hives. And so um, in my senior year, he was actually like an incredible help and really great resource to learn more about beekeeping, learn some higher level stuff. And like the resources that he allowed our club really helped us scale up and to have like five hives and, and get those for much cheaper. And I also worked with him for a J term course that lasted uh, two weeks in January where we basically got like, I think we had maybe 20 guys in our class. And so what we did was we built a bunch of hives and we also worked a lot on the business end of uh, the beekeeping club because what Tim and I, like told me and what I think has been like the best advice regarding the beekeeping club is that, hey, what I have here is something that's very valuable to the school. And the best way to keep the club alive is to make it profitable and to make it in, like a business. Because really what I started out with was a passion for bees and the outdoors and the ecological sense of it. And what I translated that to, what that means to keep that alive and to keep that mission alive is to make it profitable through selling honey and doing all these different things. And so through that in the J term, the beekeeping club became like, kind of a much more nebulous thing and that's kind of taken on a life of its own and so we got five hives that we set up at the end of my senior year just kind of a mess due to covid <laughs> and so yeah covid threw like a bit of a wrench and everything and then so i left for college and what i did was i was like okay i need new leadership in the beekeeping club so over uh, the coronavirus pandemic they offered penn state offered an eight uh our beekeeping course, like on introductory beekeeping. And I said, hey, entire club, if any of you guys want to take this eight hour course on beekeeping while you're home for coronavirus, I'll give you a leadership position in the club. And so Thomas Wang was the one that actually took up the, took the entire course. And so I got, we got him out with the hives a bunch over the summer and taught, he knows a ton about beekeeping. And so I handed over the leadership position to the club with him. And yeah, that's kind of where we stand now. So that's kind of like um, maybe like a five minute overview of the, <laughs> the history of the beekeeping club at Malvern Prep. <laughs> well, it's really awesome. And when you were talking about uh, sort of like, you know, sustainability and making it like a business, if you could just give us a pitch on why beekeeping uh, in particular is really important, um, like a 30 second pitch on, you know, what the actual importance of beekeeping is. 
Yeah, so bees, of course, have like an extremely important ecological niche in that they pollinate flowers. And uh, honeybees are especially important for American agriculture in that a large portion of American agriculture, including the entirety of the almond crop, is dependent on beekeeping. And uh, bees also hold enormous potential in terms of marketability of honey in that it's a really sought after, especially locally grown honey that is free of GMOs and pesticides, which we are allowed due to Malvern Prep's location and uh, the fact that it's not near any like fields that use pesticides. And the fact that there's also um, other things, routes you can go down in terms of bee products, such as like the medical opportunities given by like bee propolis and the possibility of like bee venom to be used in terms of rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, and also bees are just really fascinating. And I think people are really drawn to bees just because you see like this communal um, atmosphere where like they work together. And so bees are kind of these things that happens on the periphery where people know like some amount about bees. And then once you start to engage people and tell them more about like how, like swarm behaviors and other things that are really interesting about like the dynamics of how bees colonies work, uh, people are really interested and engaged and like, wow, that's like something I kind of knew about. And there's just so much depth to this and so much to learn. And I think people are really drawn to that. And for me, it was also a really practical way to engage with the environment because I think often you hear about like environmental issues in a really abstract sense in terms of like sustainability and what you can do. Like you can throw a bottle in the recycling bin, but you don't know, really know where that goes. But when you uh, raise bees who actually have a relatively uh, important effect on the environment, um, it's like a really nice way to work with your hands and actually see some t sort of tangible growth. Yeah. Yeah, so at Citizen, we believe that the most powerful way to share stories of you know, positive social impact like your own is to focus on the Citizen moment. And this is the point in one's journey when uh, he or she makes the conscious decision to dedicate uh, himself or herself to making a change. So on that journey you described, if you had to pick one moment uh, where it really ticked for you, what was your Citizen moment? Yeah, I, I would probably say like, I don't know if I had, I was sitting in chapel that first day when I had the idea I was, uh, yeah, I guess I was just sitting there thinking like, wait, that would be like a really cool thing. And I feel like I really had a spark of inspiration that day that's really carried on through then. But yeah, it was kind of a eureka moment that just translated to like a few months of working really hard on just like to make this thing happen. Because yeah, and so yeah, I kind of formed a goal that day that translated to like, I guess everything else. Yeah, yeah so uh, obviously starting such a unique club probably has its challenges. So uh, are there any like specific challenges you face that you'd like to talk about? Uh, yeah, starting a club, there's things like there's safety concerns that you really don't get with a lot of clubs. Like the fact that like people could be allergic to bees and get um, just stung by bees if you bring them out and they don't know they're allergic to bees and like have an adverse allergic reaction, which is a threat that we've dealt with and like talked to the nurse's office. And the fact that uh, people don't really understand the threat of bees because like people constantly say like, are we safe to like have these hives on campus? When if you walked in front of your beeh the beehive right now and just like were two feet away, you really wouldn't get stung at all. They probably would just completely ignore you. And so they're not really as much of a threat as you are, but you do like have to counter that. Like, so it's a very like lesser negative bias that's easily countered, but it's definitely there that you have to explain like, hey, these aren't a threat. Like, and people also conflate like bees with wasps. Like I know when I was on campus, there was like a ton, there were a ton of yellow jackets that just like uh, went off like sugary drinks in the trash that people would get stung with. And they conflated that with bees when the yellow jacket is a completely different species. 
Yeah, so it's just small things. I think generally that it's been, people have been much more willing to help than like kind of put me down or like, yeah, people have always been like looking to help. People are pretty easily consistent and like asking like, how can they help? Like in opening new avenues, especially like Mr. Silip and like creating a J-term opportunity for me. So yeah, there's definitely some unique challenges, especially unlike other clubs, there's a lot of education that's involved in beekeeping. And so it's a bit harder to pitch the students like, hey, do you want to listen and learn about bees rather than like, do you want to do something? And so what I realized later on is that you really, it really helps to get people engaged in a hands-on means. Like instead of having a club like, hey, let's go through a lecture on beekeeping. Let's, I was like, okay, let's build something and we'll talk about beekeeping along the way. Or let's learn through actually getting your hands on in the hive, which is actually which is like, a, I think a really valuable lesson in how to get people interested in something and engage. Yeah, uh, that's really cool. So um, do you want to tell us about what that opportunity to uh, work on that J term with uh, Tim Ferriss was like? Give us a Yeah, that was really cool. Um, yeah, so we basically uh, split up the group into three groups as I briefly described earlier. And one group was like focused on the business end. Uh, one group was designed on a project regarding local beehives. And uh, local bees, if I can go for a diversion for a few seconds. Like the initial thing that drew me to beekeeping was the ecological aspect. I laid at the real save the bees movement and the bees that are most affected by pesticide usage aren't uh, honeybees that are kept as livestock. It's rather local bee populations, such as like the carpenter or bumblebee, which are, have a far greater effect on local pollination and the pollination of different trees and flowers and other plants in the local area rather than honeybees, which are brought in from Europe and kind of an invasive species or in the same way that like cows or other animals are. And so um, this project for local bees was to actually support like local bee housing on Malvern's campus. And so, yeah, it didn't really work well because we kind of got sidetracked by COVID, but uh, hopefully that project is still in the works to support local bee growth. And then the third group we had we for the J term was just to build hives. And we were actually able to build three full hives and like a ton of boxes. And we did a ton of work. And so people really resonated with that, like painting and stuff, because people just like building stuff, I think. And so, yeah, so the J term was really cool. It's definitely another lesson on how to keep like people engaged in terms of like, Tim's a really good public speaker. And so he would get up there and tell stories about like dealing with the police when like bee venom shipments would go to the wrong place. And that kind of thing, which really like perked a few heads up because yeah, so that was really fun. And, uh, I definitely got, yeah, that was a lot to manage and it's a lot to corral like 25, like high school age guys into getting into certain projects, but people really took up leadership positions and really got into it. And so it was really cool to see like people get inspired about something and become passionate. Yeah. And for our viewers, uh, can you just describe Tim's operation? Cause I know I saw it from afar during the J term, but yeah. for those who don't know, uh, who Tim Ferriss is, could you sort of explain, uh, his yeah. operation? So Tim Ferriss is a beekeeper that is, he's from, uh, New Zealand. And so he does, he beekeeps both in the United States and in, uh, New Zealand doing stuff with Manuka honey. And so he basically gets like two seasons a year because the summer is the most the busiest season while you don't do much with beekeeping in the winter. So he'll go to New Zealand during our winter because it's in a different hemisphere. So he's extremely knowledgeable about beekeeping and he manages just an enormous amount of hives around the area. 
And so he really got me interested in both like scaling up the operation because he just has so many hives and knows so many management practices that like help speed up things in terms of like looking at hives and managing pests. And uh, he also got me much more interested on the scientific side because even though Tim's like a businessman that's like interested in like profits and all that thing, he's also working on different projects. Like he has different frames that will like put out like a disc of honey rather than like a, a different thing, which would reduce waste or like a project to study, like if you can imitate a waggle dance using like a cell phone vibrator. And like, he also sells like bee venom, which very, very few people do for medical uses. And so, yeah, Tim's really an innovative guy that, uh, has a bunch of different ideas and it just like gets things done. And so that was, it was really cool to work with him. And, and how did you connect with him? How did you bring this master beekeeper from New Zealand all the way to Malvern for J-Turn? Yeah, it was um, Mr. Sillip actually, because Mr. Sillip's daughter goes to Montgomery School. And so Tim's son goes to Montgomery School because he lives in that area. And so they just struck up a conversation. And I think Mr. Sillip learned that uh, Tim keeps bees. And so he hooked him up with me. And it's been like an extremely fruitful relationship that we've had together. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a really chance. What a coincidence. Really done incredible things for the club. Uh, so, Tommy, in terms of, uh, you know, podcasts you uh, listen to, books you read uh, or have read uh, or videos uh, you've watched, what do you think are like the most helpful pieces of content for aspiring social entrepreneurs? For aspiring social entrepreneurs? I don't know. In terms of things I listen to, I'm definitely an NPR guy. Like I'm always set to NPR in my car. And I listen to like Radio Lab and all the NPR podcasts, pretty much like Invisibilia and other things. And uh, in terms of things I read, I generally read fiction or popular science stuff that's uh, generally like focused on the social sciences. In terms of, I don't really think I consume that much content that's directly regarded, like related to entrepreneurship, because uh, my entrepreneurial endeavors have really come from a place of passion. And then it's been like, how do I focus this into? an entrepreneurial thing because I definitely don't think I'm the most like business or entrepreneurial focused guy because I'm more probably interested in social issues. But I think there's always, it's really important to translate those things into a more entrepreneurial sense. And so, yeah, I think I've probably come around to that aspect of it through that means. Yeah. Yeah. So we got to hear a little bit about your past, but, uh, I'm sure our audience wants to hear a little bit about your future and what's next for you, uh, especially what's next for you and what you're currently doing at uh, Dartmouth. Yeah, so I'm a freshman at Dartmouth College, which has been really cool because that's a really different community from Malvern Prep, which is really small, exceptionally white, uh, not very diverse. And so even though Dartmouth has a reputation as being a re- like a white privileged school, it's definitely been uh, extremely diverse in my experience and I've been get, like exposed to like a lot of new perspectives which I'm really excited about and there's also Dartmouth is really engaged in like environmental issues in terms of we have like the largest outdoor club in the country and so it's been really fun engaging with that and I just love going outdoors and climbing and hiking and doing all those things so I've been doing a lot of that and Dartmouth also manages uh, uh, organic farm through the outdoor club And so it's cool. You can go there and do like farming practices and also they keep bees. And so I've actually like hooked up with the people who are in terms of like the bee management. And I think I might be like the heir to bee of the bees at the organic farm, which is kind of exciting. And so I'm doing that. But uh, in general, I'm just a undecided kid at Dartmouth College right now. (laughs) 
yeah. So I'm not really sure what avenues I want to explore in terms of studies. So I think that's something I'll probably figure out in the next year or so. But yeah, that's like me right now. Just finished my first term, just handed in a final assignment about an hour ago. And uh, yeah, that's where I am right now. Well, Tommy, hopefully that assignment, uh, you know, pulls through with a good grade and helps you out. But uh, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Really excited we were able to share your story. Yeah, have a good one, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for listening to the My Citizen Moment podcast. If you enjoyed our conversation, make sure to follow the podcast. For more content like this, follow our Instagram at Citizen, where we've got clips of our recent speaker series events, as well as information about our upcoming events. Until next time, we'll leave you with one question. What's your citizen moment?